0: From Shakespeare to Schwartz From Fawcett to Alvin Alley, From Sondheim to Borelis From McNally to Faye. It happened to the greats It still happens every day When lightning strikes It's the moment you know When lightning strikes Where you're meant to go You can stand and shout you-
1: Hi, this is Gerald Brunner and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes where we talk about the tingly mic drop moments that led you to becoming an artist. Zalman Milocek is the artistic director of the National Yiddish Theater Volksbila. He and his son Avram Milocek are the forces behind Amid mid- falling walls, unveiling resilience and hope during the Holocaust. Arranged by Zamen with a libretto by Avram, this off-Broadway production presents songs created and performed in ghettos, cabarets, concentration camps, and theaters. The show is currently playing at the National Yiddish Theater Volksbihla at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Welcome to you both. Thank
2: Thank you you so much. So good.
1: Such a thrill to have you both here. Can you talk about when Amid Folly Walls came into your orbit, when you knew you had to do this piece?
2: Well. I've grown up um, really learning this music, studying it, teaching it um, to people of all ages for many years. I, I did some recordings back with the U.S. Holocaust Museum and with other artists where we looked at material songs that specifically were created in that period of time that expressed hope. And um, resistance, and uh, we found we found a fascinating uh, a repertoire, uh, mostly that was collected right after the war by this artist. Oh. He was a um, he was a partisan, a fighter, and an, a poet, Shmerke Kaczyginski. and he collected after the war close to three hundred songs that um, he would go and. And interview survivors in displaced person camps, in hotels, wherever he could find survivors in Europe, to to ask them what songs, what poems did they sing? Did they speak to each other that gave them some kind of solace and hope during these incredibly terror filled yes. years? I so so I've always. I, I've been concertizing this music for 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 more than a decade but um, uh, my director Muttel Didner uh, urged me to consider a a, a, a theatrical version uh, of it and uh, putting it on the stage so that more people could see it and um, that's when I turned to Avram to help me with the libretto I wanted you know his perspective as a as a as my son also as a as a grandson of Holocaust survivors as a rabbi etc cetera, et cetera, and a, as a writer so I, I wanted his uh input with it and um i think it's about a year that we ha- are really sitting down and working it, um seriously
1: i wanted to read something from the script that's sort of that just encapsulates how beautiful and the triumph, dare I say it, of the human spirit, you know, in the midst of all this horror and terror that uh, with the Nazi occupation in 1939, Jewish schools and businesses had been closed and pre-war institutions and organizations banned. And within weeks of these closures, however, Underground activity had already begun, house concerts were organized, and amateur groups spray up all over the city, giving performances in makeshift locations. You know? Yeah,
2: that inspired us. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: that text,
0: a portion of that text comes from uh, the Holocaust historian um, Shirley Gilbert's book of music in the Holocaust, which... Along with Kaczyginski and so many other texts, really were our our go-to guides in, in 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 understanding you know the 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 context of this of this moment in time. But I think what that what that passage captures is the need for the human spirit to continue living, and continue uh, and for artists to continue making art and performing and writing and and sharing of their you know, innermost spirit, even uh, amid the, this type of horror.
1: Yeah. So here you have all this material, and you both are credited as the arrangers. What does that mean? Well,
2: um, I mean, the the arrangements uh, are from from my from my head. I I've always uh, accompanied. I've always I've created arrangements the the songs themselves we found with barely uh, melodies, just the melodies. Uh, and um, I would, you know imagine if this was a theater song, I would imagine what kind of harmonies, what kind of arrangement we might have been heard with these melodies. And uh, it was basically from um, my work at the piano that I created the score. And then I turned to um, good friends of mine, Frank London and Michael Winograd, to orchestrate the piece, with keeping in mind that I wanted the music to sound as if it were performed then. So some of the songs are with a solo violin, with a one violin. Some are accompanied yeah. just by a drum. Some are accompanied, you know, with a full cabaret style or orchestra. Some are, you know, so so we took we took pains to to try to um, bring this material to life in the most honest, uh, uh, true way to the material itself
0: i'll just I'll just add that more uh, more than being billed with with a you know as a as a writer i think curator or a collager feels more accurate to describe um our role, my role, for sure, and that you know the the authors and and the original composers of this material were young people, to te- some kids, teenagers, folks in their twenties, maybe thirties, uh, who lived in the ghettos and in, and you know in cities across Eastern Europe, most of whom perished during uh, the war years. But you know they were the obviously the originators of of this material. Um, you know that uh, that we've tried to bring back to, to life and to share with new audiences in, in new ways. So it was a it was a collage effort of of uh, in terms of assembling this material and work.
2: And we have um, we have screens all throughout the auditorium yeah. that um, are carefully co- carefully curated photographs and video. That um, have rarely been seen that accompany each moment. So to 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 let people get a a, a bit more of the sense of the environment in which these uh, this material was spoken and sung.
1: It's incredibly powerful, and it's also joyous, which is quite Thank beautiful. You.
2: That's our hope. That was our that was our goal. You know. You know, as we as we as we wrestled with this very difficult material, we tried to find those moments in the cabarets where they would have fun, where they would joke, where they would tease, where they would, you know, let their hair down a little bit for a moment while outside the gates, uh, outside of the cabaret doors, the the most horrible things were happening. Uh-huh. So we tried to find the ways to blend the material together and lead to, as you remember, the you know the final the final twenty minutes is all about the fight, uh-huh. the resistance, the determination to survive, uh-huh. the determination to to uh, not stand there
1: and. And
2: and go to go like sheep to the slaughter.
1: It's profoundly moving to hear it and experience it in Yiddish. That's also what I love about the National Yiddish Theater Folksbiilah, is that you get to really experience this language that's so authentic.
2: Thank you so and, much. It's so yeah. interesting. So interesting to me that particular your particular comment about that that that. It's so good to hear it in the Yiddish and I assume that you don't understand Yiddish
1: right? Cor- just the yeah. the few words that my grandparents spoke over the years right. maybe a handful right. of words we,
2: <laughs> yeah it was a it was a purposeful um, uh, decision not to translate these songs into English. Um, not to find the English words that could possibly describe this because we knew that we couldn't. We knew that we needed to present it in the original with supertitles, of course, so that people, you know, like our Yiddish fiddler, everyone knew what was going on every moment, and and you do every moment. But we felt that it was so important for people to hear it in 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 the language that it was created. And I'm glad that that resonated.
1: What would you like people to know? About the National Yiddish Theater Folksbiere, if somebody were to ask you, what is this theater? Why is it special? It's got such a legacy.
2: Well, we we bring to life Jewish life. We we bring you know we show Jewish life fr- from all different uh, times. We we show the art. We 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 present the music. We tell the stories of Jewish civilization, whether it was here or wherever it was. We show we, we um, you know in, in in the most professional way, with 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 the most respect for history, at the same time wanting to present it in with you know with the same uh, production values that you know you would see any theater um uh we are determined to make sure that you know this theater and this and 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 shows in this language are heard by as many people as we can get to see it um of course you know with supertitles, you know so that people under, uh, understand it but um that they will enjoy that they will enjoy that they will they will they will see something that they've never seen before they will experience something that they can't see on television. They can't see in the in books, you know, or recordings. But you can see it, you know, and performed by young people, young American actors, Broadway, Broadway caliber, talented, amazing performers. So,
1: and it's also the longest continuous running Yiddish theater in the world.
2: That it is. That it is. You know, it was founded at a time when um, you know, in America, there were scores of Yiddish theaters down on Second Avenue in New York, um, 14 theaters going on at the same time, some um, with 3,000 seats, you know, some playing twice a day, packed audiences. This was a this was a Yiddish speaking population at that time. Um, and the folks was created to to uh, in those years to bring more literary work. So uh, pieces that touched on social justice themes as well. What what year was it? Was it founded Nineteen, nineteen fifteen. 1915? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered
0: Jumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa.
2: Um, I became involved in 1998 as the artistic director, but I had been um, working with the Faltz Spina prior. Uh, it, it with com- I, I composed some scores for them. I was musical director for a few of their productions, and but I became the artistic director in 98.
1: So I'd love to know from both of you your lightning strikes moments when you knew you had to be artists. I know you're both so multifaceted, uh, but when you knew that this was your path. Mm. From what I've read, Zalman, are you studied at Juilliard? Yeah, I
2: studied with Bernstein. I I, I talk about Bernstein as being a... a, um, you know, as a, 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 a one of the one of my inspirers, of course. You know, to the many millions, of course. But I had I was lucky enough to have um, personal contact with uh, in his class at Juilliard and also at Tanglewood. But. Um, I, I and and it was he who actually urged me, you know, he, he urged me to uh, follow that that this course. I had been studying to be a, a, a an opera conductor and and symphony symphony conductor, and he said, "Who needs another Traviata when you know another conductor of Traviata when you know your music so well and no one does it as well as you?" So it was it was that it was that charge that kind of set mm-hmm. my straight but when i when i think about you know the first moments i have to think about the moments that i was sitting under the piano where my mother would uh hold court basically with her contemporaries you know holocaust survivors who had you know survived the war uh, lived in the bronx building new homes and they would get drunk and high and sing and and sing and and, and and have 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 these incredible nights of fun singing. And I think it was hearing that enthusiasm in this in their singing that and my mother's playing, of course, that that, that inspired me to uh, then to try to do it on my and own. And
1: was this singing always a Liedish? Because I think about how your and now an internationally recognized authority on Yiddish folk and theater music. And it's such a piece of your DLA.
2: Yeah. I, it, it certainly, it certainly was, you know, in the, in the early parts, mostly Yiddish, but then, you know, my mother was a big Gilbert Sullivan fan. We loved Tom Lara, you know, so all of that material was also part of our, you know, our, you know, family family singing.
1: <laughs> but how did you know, okay, I'm going to take this wonderful gift, this wonderful music that I've been exposed to, and I want to focus on that for the rest of my life, you know, or I want to go to Juilliard, and I want to keep pursuing it.
2: Well, I mean as I as I said, you know, it was it was um, you know, I was I was you know, because I could play the piano and because I had an ear and I could basically play anything that I heard, um, I learned all these songs and then um, as a young kid as a 16 17 year old, I taught these songs ah. to ch- and at summer camps, and I made plays and I made you know pageants. and I became a producer in those little summer camps of this music, a director and musical director and and um, and of course, you know that that you know you 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 get enough uh, uh, excitement creating a show in summer camp and it builds to uh, you wanting to do it professionally. And that's basically, you know, how I, how I turned to so it. so
1: wonderful. And how about you, Avram? How, here you are growing up in the midst of this wonderful musical household. When did you know that this was your path? Um, I'm still figuring
0: it out, to be honest. I, I work, <laughs> I, I work as, as a rabbi. And um yes. I think what I love about the Ranet is getting to work with people and um, you know at the heart of working with people is learning their stories and as a writer I've always been uh, I've, I've, I've always been a writer um I think um, you know the the uncovering of people's stories has just been has been, Central to my identity, and and you know, it's what makes working with this particular material so precious. Because you know, pe- when people think of the the enormity of um, the Holocaust and the numbers mm-hmm. of individuals that perished, it's sort of as as we say in the beginning of our show, quoted by Kaczyński, sort of unfathomable to to even to tr- to, to try to comprehend. But when you focus on a single song or a poem, and uh, can let your heart open to that world of that particular um, artist, you know that so- somehow you you gain you gain an insight that's otherwise that's, uh, that's otherwise hard to hard to hard to capture. So you know the arts for me is a vehicle for for connection.
1: Did you grow up did was your dad always playing music in the house when always, you were growing up
0: Always we it... grew up I teased my father yeah. that I grew up you know singing yiddish holocaust songs before I knew english nursery rhymes I only later learned that that was because, you know, that's, that, was his, that was the tradition that he was raised with. He was a child of survivors and in a survivor community. And, you know, you've heard him describe the, the milieu of, of, his, of my grandparents' living room. I'll just add that my grandmother's piano, uh, which was at the centerpiece of so many of those uh, gatherings is now housed at the Volkspiena office and is actually uh-huh. um, in the pit Of uh, of a mid falling walls orchestra. It's what my father plays every night. So it connects the generations in a a pretty powerful way.
1: Oh, that's really beautiful that you brought her piano to the theater. Yeah. And what was it like to collaborate together, father and son, (laughs) working this piece?
2: (laughs) It's a gift. It's been a gift. A real gift for me. Um, I, I needed I needed my son's perspective. I needed um, some space from it, uh, from the material, and he offered that. I needed his um, wisdom that he has, um, and uh, it was it's it's been a gift. It's been a true gift. I have to say,
1: and what was it like for you, Avram, to work with your father in this intimate way? It's, it's.
0: Uh, I think a, a gift is uh, is accurate. It was, you know, um, the 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 material as we've as you know we've alluded to can feel burdensome at times, uh, understandably so, given its its heavy nature. But we also, you know, describe just how hopeful. It can feel, uh, if not joyous, at times, and I think leaning into this process and our relationship of, of you know, of of what we're trying <coughs> to do, uh, what we're trying to do, and why we're trying to do it, um, you know, we're sort of a compass for us uh, in in uh, going forward, and and really, you know, was about to get sharing sharing these songs with a with a wider with a wider circle than than you know than than our own families.
1: Yeah. You know when I think about the National Yiddish theater folks Bila and the incredible successes you've had just in the last few years. I mean Fiddler on the Roof, Hal Prince said it was one of the most powerful fiddlers he's ever seen. You know here's he's so entrenched in this musical and yet he he saw this modern day production yeah. was so terribly moved by see it in Yiddish harmony just went to Broadway um and now you have uh, amid falling walls. Why do you think here there were so many Yiddish theaters you talked about back in the day that you're the longest continuously operating? Why do you think it's been so successful, this theater in particular?
2: The theater um, really was founded by, young, by people who were committed to Yiddish, to Yiddish theater, to Yiddish literature, and to social justice values. Um, that persistence was the uh was the glue that kept this theater alive uh through the it was originally uh funded worker circle it was then called the workman's circle which is a fraternal organization uh create, create the turn of the century to help immigrants uh assimilate into into american life the forward newspaper was a part of the of our board in those early years. And then we expanded the, the, the board and our reach to, uh, to, uh, understand that Yiddish was not necessarily connected with a political idea or with, with a, uh, religious idea. It was a language. It was the way of that people spoke, Be, you know, a whole generation of people and created literature and created music and created songs. And, um, we uh, you know it's it's been my uh, my uh, goal to present this material and present theater in the in the most professional ways uh you know that 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 people could come and um, not say well that's Yiddish theater and you know and 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 make make you know look at it condescendingly uh, but but really to see it. For the art that it is, and um, I was very gratified you know, that you know people like Hal Prince and um, you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and, and a whole slew of people, uh, people who came to see our fiddler, was were so were so moved by by hearing it in Yiddish, even though there are no Yiddish speakers there amongst the people I just mentioned, but, and many of the celebrities that came because you say the language resounds in such a way. And that is our goal. And that is, I I think why we have survived because unlike many other Jewish theaters that have, um, uh, do translation of Jewish work. Um, we may, and we, and we do, Pieces in English, as as you noted, harmony was yes. of course in English, and our, our our an upcoming piece that we are doing for children called Kids in Yiddish will be ninety percent in in English, ten percent Yiddish. The marketing slogans are one hundred percent fun. So we do we do that. We we do a we'll do a a a a, a theater piece about Anna Spanish the Hungarian um uh, hero heroine. Uh, you know that will be also in English, so we will look at pieces that 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 um, that will uh, you know bring the the Jewish experience to life in, in an entertaining and thoughtful and meaningful way.
1: Well, I'm excited to see what you have next at the Thank theater, you. and so much congratulations amid falling walls and thank you so much for coming on the show
2: thank you for your interest and your enthusiasm we hope to hear see your your uh, listeners at the show and i uh, would love to greet them afterwards as well
1: sounds great have a wonderful day thank you thank you
2: every day when
0: lightning
1: the theme song was written by Tom McGovern this episode was edited by Sarah Goodman and produced by Anna Stroud.